Ladies and gentlemen of CamCast, ladies and gentlemen of CamCast, we have a very special episode going on today. Um, I am in a very happy mood, and it, you know, one would say an elated mood, uh, a completely jovial mood, and any other synonyms that you can come up with for the type of mood that, you know, is just all-encompassing joy and, you know, just happiness, everything you could possibly think of. The Denver Nuggets just beat the LA Clippers in Game 7. Not only did they beat the Clippers, they spanked them. I think the Clippers only scored 28 points in the second half. The Nuggets won by, I believe, 18 points. They completely killed it. I am just elated. There, there are just so many thoughts rolling through my head right now. I decided I had to do a quick pod on this because I just have so many thoughts about the Nuggets and what they've been able to do this postseason. And if you have been listening to the, to the podcast already, you know my little brother is a Denver Nuggets fan. He always has been a Denver Nuggets fan. Um, you know on the podcast that I'm a I'm a fan of the Nuggets. I like a lot of their players. And we're looking at a, at a new superstar in this league. Jamal Murray has become a superstar right before our very eyes. In this bubble, he's literally put the team on his back multiple times, including tonight. Him and Jokic both, and they beat the Clippers. First, I'm going to give the, the Nuggets all of their accolades, and then I'm going to talk about the the tenants of Staples Center. The Nuggets are the first team in NBA history to overcome two 3-1 deficits in the same postseason. That never happens. Going 3-1, it was, you know, it was a joke because the Warriors lost a 3-1 lead in the finals to the Cavs, and... You know, I think the other, uh, I think the the Thunder lost a three-one lead to the Warriors at exact same playoffs. I remember the Lakers lost a three-one lead to the Phoenix Suns back in I believe two thousand and six. But man, overcoming two three-one deficits in the same playoffs, playing two sets of Game Sevens back to back in a condensed playoffs where you're only getting a day off every other day, these guys are unbelievable. There's something about this Nuggets team. When they get down by double digits, they just start coming back. I'm going to tell you guys what. I watched the entire Game 7 tonight. I watched. I, I wasn't originally planning on it, but as soon as I turned on the second quarter, I watched from that point on. The Nuggets were down by, I think at most, 13 points. And it was the second quarter. But when that happened, Doc Rivers decided to sub out Kawhi. And all of a sudden, the Nuggets went on a little bit of a run. Jamal Murray hit a jumper. Uh, Jokic hit a driving Gary Harris. Jamal Murray hit another jumper, and another jumper, and another jumper, and it just felt like Jamal Murray was just going off in that second quarter. I think he finished with 22 points in that second quarter, 25 for the first uh, half. Unbelievable. In games three and games four, they were down, or I believe games four, uh, was it games five and game six? Yeah, games five and game six, they were down by 16 points in both those games, and then the second half, they just whooped the Clippers' ass. I just, I am just... Completely overjoyed for this Nuggets team. It's it's literally a team full of just a whole bunch of guys that know how to play basketball the right way. It, you know, everyone on that roster that was be able, uh, was playing tonight is just a good player. You got Jokic is playing; he's phenomenal. He's definitely the best passing big man we've ever seen. He's not the most athletic. He's not the fastest. He can't jump, but damn man, he's got a Dirk jump shot, and he's got. Moves of a point guard in terms of his ability to just distribute the ball and find the open man and find the cutters. That stuff you can't teach. That's just all instinct. You know, th- those are some amazing passes. Then you have uh, Jerry, uh, Jeremy Grant, who's amazing, who's really turned into a great three-point shooter, a 3 and D guy. 
You have Gary Harris, who came back in the later, later in the first round and is, is an, an amazing player. He's an undersized two-guard, but he plays hard defense. He's a great three-point shooter, and he plays hard. And then you got Jamal Murray, the next superstar of this league, the guy who's evolving before our very eyes, Jamal Murray. The guy who dropped 50 points in one, uh, twice in one series against the Jazz, who went toe-to-toe with Donovan Mitchell and took his team and beat the Jazz. And then he took his team right now and beat the Clippers. A Clippers team that a lot of people, a lot of media members, I'd say more than half of the media, thought that the Clippers were going to win the title. Amazing. Just amazing. And I'm going to keep going down the roster. Michael Porter Jr., it's, he's technically a rookie. It's his second year. He has a great future in front of him. Monte Morris, the backup point guard, doesn't get a lot of love. A four-year starter from Iowa State. From Flint, Michigan, good friend of Kyle Kuzma. They grew up together. He's an amazing backup point guard. He could be a starting point guard on a lot of teams uh, in the NBA. You got Mason Plumley, the best Plumley brother because he's really athletic. He's a smart player. He plays good. And then, you know, it's just it's just a cast of guys. There are guys in this team that are good that don't even play. I didn't even mention Torrey Craig, who's a great uh, great defender. Will Barton hasn't even been playing. Will Barton's their sixth man. Will Barton scores and he defends great. He's a great player. I just I cannot believe that the Nuggets were able to come back 3-1 against the Clippers. This Clippers team that we heard so many good things about for the entire season, and even before the season started. Oh, the Clippers, you know, they, they have too many good wings. They have too many offensive threats. They have, you know, they're way too good on team defense. They're just way too good. There's no way anybody's ever going to be able to beat them. Yeah, bullshit. If you're a fan of the NBA and you watch basketball as much as I do, you knew the Clippers weren't that good. You knew that Kawhi was going to do his thing, but you knew there was nothing, no one else on that team that was going to be able to do much of anything. Paul George really showed his ass tonight. Paul George, I think, was, what, 4 of 20? Pandemic P is back, guys. He's just not clutch. He's not a clutch player. I mentioned it in episode 15, the episode I, I recorded yesterday. He's one of the most overrated players in the NBA, and I stand by it. A, this, is, this is evidence. This is it. I don't get why he gets so much love and appreciation from all the media because he's a he's a he's a an amazing two-way player. Jamal Murray was cooking his ass, man. Jamal Murray was completely in control of what he wanted to do every single time. When Jamal Murray hit that three late in the game with about two minutes left. That was just, it was leaning. It was far, it was a crazy three-pointer. Put him up by 18. You could just, it was over. I mean, they were, they were. I think, believe they were up by 15 with like five minutes left. It was too much time. But even then, I, I was texting my friends. I was texting my brother. The Clippers were defeated. They were done. Everyone on that, that was playing on that floor, they were done. What happened to Lou Williams? I thought Lou Williams was an amazing bench player that was supposed to come out and be able to score when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard weren't in the game. Is it because people figured him out and they realized that if you force him right, he can't do anything? Lou Williams is amazing when he goes to his left, and I think I mentioned that on one of the pods already. But when you force him right, he can't do anything. And Montrez Harrell, he's an undersized center. And they had him playing the five a lot, going against Jokic, who's a bona fide center, seven-footer, strong. There's nothing that Montrezl Harrell is going to be able to do about that. And because Montrezl Harrell isn't known as a shooter, Jokic doesn't have to play out on him. Jokic can stay in the paint, stay near Montrezl Harrell, and completely protect the paint whenever anybody tries to uh, drive. And having him out there doesn't help anything. It's Zubats. I think Zubats is going to stop Jokic. Yeah, right. Come on now. Zubac is also a fellow European. I believe he's Croatian. But there's nothing Zubats was ever going to be able to do to, defa- to, uh, to stop Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is here, you guys. I don't think that we're giving enough credit to Nikola Jokic as a basketball player. This kid is phenomenal. Yeah, he kind of flails around a little bit and he does a lot of little extra stuff, but he's an amazing talent. 
And what he does is no different from what a lot of the other NBA players do. Paul George in particular. Paul George a lot of the time in tonight's game was just trying to get a foul call. And that's how you knew that the, the Clippers were defeated. I just, I'm... I'm so overjoyed right now. I don't I don't think I've been this happy with a team losing in such a long time. The Clippers thought that they were going to overtake the Lakers and be the better team in LA. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. We played two tough teams. You guys played one tough team. You guys played the Nuggets, who are an amazing team. We played the Rockets, who are a tough team. We played the Trailblazers, who are a tough team. You guys played the Mavericks with a Chris Dapsalis Mavericks and a, a hurt, hobbling Luka Doncic, and you had to take them to six games, you guys aren't a good team. You guys aren't well coached. I'm going to say it once. I'm going to say it every single damn time. Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in the NBA. I've been saying this for years. I've been preaching this same narrative for years. He has had a stacked roster on the Clippers since he first got there. When Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan were there, that was a solid team. That is a team that never got to the Western Conference Finals. After tonight's game, the Clippers haven't been to the Western Conference Finals in 49 years, and I hope it stays that way. I hope that they never get back. They don't deserve to get back. They're the little, they're the, the forgotten, red-headed stepchild that nobody wants, that nobody likes, and nobody claims. Even in L.A., they're the fourth tenant in that building. It goes Lakers, Kings, Sparks, Clippers, and then Taylor Swift. Actually, Taylor Swift might be in front of the Clippers because she has a banner up there, and they don't. The only banners that they have up there are their selfies that they have to put up there whenever they want to hide the Lakers' retired jerseys. Because, you know, real teams have retired jerseys and retired numbers and championships hanging in their rafters, while, you know, a team with nothing is just going to put up pictures of themselves because they don't know what else to put up there. I just, I'm so overjoyed that the Clippers lost. I'm really excited that this Nuggets team was able to come back and play hard. They just played hard, man. They wanted it more. The Clippers had three chances to win this series. They were up three games to one. How does this happen? How, how is this even possible? And in, in each of the games, in, in all three of these games, when they were up three games to one, the Clippers had a double-digit lead. It's not like they didn't have a lead. They would get a lead and they would lose it because they don't have... They don't have a sense of urgency, and they never had one the entire season. And that was a lot of what happened, what the media was saying this season. They were always saying, they were always, the media was always speaking in hypotheticals. They were saying, you know, if the Clippers can ever put it all together and make sure that they're all on the same page, they'd be completely unbeatable. I can say something very similar. If the Lakers never missed a shot, they would be unbeatable. It's a hypothetical. It's in the same realm of what all the media was saying all year long about the Clippers. It's 100% the same thing. Tell me it's not. Go ahead, I'll wait. Granted, this is a monologue of a podcast, but go ahead and DM me. I'll wait. Those are two. Compl- those are hypotheticals. They're different, but they're from the same guys. You could say whatever you want to say, spin the numbers however you want to spin them, but when you have guys on your team that don't have that type of motivation to want to win, you're not going to win. Paul George isn't that guy. He's never going to be that guy. Lou Williams, not that guy. He's never been that guy. He's, he's a guy that's going to make shots. He's going to put up numbers in the regular season. But he's not playoff tested. He never has been. Who else they got on that team? They have Reggie Jackson, garbage. They have Jamichael Green, garbage. Zubats, garbage. Landry Shamit, garbage. Montrezl Harrell, garbage in the playoffs. He was the sixth man of the year, but he was averaging eight points per game in these playoffs. Every, the entire time, even the media during this game, uh, you know, Montrezl Harrell, he, he was just coming back, so it was, it was hard for him to get a rhythm. He's been back for like five weeks. Okay, these are professional basketball players. 
If they can't get their shit together in five weeks, give me a contract. I'll get in shape in, in well, not five weeks, probably a little bit more than that if I'm being completely honest with myself. But yeah, it gets, it's ridiculous. They're, they're shooting hoops. They're playing basketball. If you don't, if you don't want to be there, don't be there. That's that's the difference between the Nuggets. Every single player on that team wanted to be there and they wanted to play hard. Jamal Murray, man, I I had a lot of issues with him early in his career because of some of the the shenanigans that he would pull when he dribbled around Lonzo Ball when Lonzo was on the Lakers and stuff like that. But this kid is he's he's the real deal, man. After that stuff that happened with him in quarantine with his girlfriend, he's overcome all of that and he's just completely balled out. <laughs> that's a poor choice. That's a poor phrase. It's a sad, it, but yeah, he he balled out, man. He just it's it's amazing. So my next my next question is this: What's next for the Clippers? What are they going to do? Because this was the team that was supposed to win a title this year. They were geared to win a title this year. It's not like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are, have long term contracts. They each signed two year contracts. I believe. Kawhi Leonard's last year and his contract is next year. I believe Paul George's is the same. It's next year. Montrez Harrell's a free agent right now. He's going to be a free agent. As soon as the season's done, he's a free agent. They don't have the cap room to sign him. They don't have the cap room to sign a lot of guys. This is what I predict is going to happen. Paul George is going to get traded. Kawhi's going to realize, you know what? I was wrong. Paul George isn't the B that I need. He's not the guy that can help me win a championship. He just isn't. He's not wired that way. And we all know Kawhi's wired that way. Kawhi's built that way. He is. He played bad in game seven. Um, but, you know, it's actually, it's interesting. Uh, I believe it was uh, Van Gundy who said it. Somebody said, when Kawhi Leonard makes shots, it doesn't energize his team. But when Jamal Murray and Jokic are getting going, it energizes the team. And that's completely true. I don't get why that is. I think it's because Kawhi Leonard still... He's playing that early 2000s, 90s hero ball where he takes the ball, the ball has no energy, and he's just kind of scoring on the block. Which is, if I'm the Nuggets coach, and I think this was his plan, just let him score. Pull off, don't double him, just let him score. That takes energy away from the rest of the team. But anyways, going back to my original thought, Paul George is going to get traded. My guess is Paul George is probably going to get traded to the Bucks in some type of package for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And if you listened to my podcast yesterday, I'm not afraid of Giannis either. Go ahead and bring on Giannis and Kawhi. Giannis can't shoot. Yeah, Giannis might be a good matchup, but Giannis has a stacked team in the Eastern Conference, was a number one seed for two straight years. Don't tell me his team isn't stacked either. He's got a great team. Can't win. So you think that pairing up Kawhi and Giannis is going to make for a champion? I don't think so. Paul George is, if if I had to put a number on it, I'd say 60% that he's gone. They're going to trade him. There's just nothing that they can do with that. After seeing how poorly he performed in the playoffs, not just once, but the entire first round, except for the game where they clinched it against the Mavericks, and then two or three games of this series. He's just not built that way. He's not. He's not built like a lot of the players that are just killers in this league, like Damian Lillard, LeBron, you know, some of those guys. And Doc Rivers, back to Doc, most overrated coach possibly of all time. He's gonna get if he doesn't get fired, I'd be surprised. This guy has been with the Clippers since before Donald Sterling took over. And back then, he was the GM and the coach. So he was in charge of the players that he was signing and coaching. He traded his own son away. I think Donald Sterling's going to be like, all right, we're, we're going to go into a new building in the next two, three years. I need a better coach. I need a different coach because what, what's going on with you isn't working. You and your band of ex-NBA point guards who are also just ugly as shit. 
Tarong Lu and Sam Cassell, the alien baby. I just... <laughs> Doc Rivers is such a bad coach. If you were a good coach, you would be able to figure out these matchups a little bit better. They were doubling Jokic on every single play, and that's exactly what Jokic wants. Jokic wants you to double him because he puts the ball above his head, and he finds the open man or the cutting man, and that's the better shot. And that's that's when he's at his best. I just... He's, he's such a bad coach. And I don't want to hear anymore that he's a good coach because he's not a good coach. He's gonna get If he gets fired, I think that's a good thing. If the Clippers were smart, they would try to hire Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan turned a Thunder team into a, into a sixth seed, and that's very commendable. Uh, but I hope that the, that the Clippers keep Doc Rivers because I want them to continue to be bad. I don't want them to be good. I don't ever want them to get to the Western Conference Finals, let alone win a title. I am so, as a Lakers fan, I speak for all of us. I'm elated that the Clippers are out. I didn't even want them to be in the Western Conference Finals with a chance of playing us. They do not deserve to play us. They don't. The Nuggets do. The Nuggets come from a pedigree where they've had a lot of good teams over the years. They come from a really good ownership. Stan Kroenke, the owner of the his family. So the owner of the Nuggets also owns the Los Angeles Rams. That's just how it is. I believe it's his wife that owns it. They're... they're uh, their, their family's the Walmart family, so they have, you know, obviously tons of money. But they do things the right way. They have a gr- they, they're probably the best drafting team in the NBA. This is a team that drafted Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and are still competing. They drafted Yusuf Nurkic, traded him away, are still competing. They are one of the best drafting teams in the NBA. And they're also the only team in the NBA that does not have its own G League affiliate. So that's kind of interesting. I just thought that was a, that's a nice little fun fact for you guys. The Nuggets deserve to play us. We deserve to play the Nuggets. There's complete respect for me for all uh, fans of the Nuggets out there and the Nuggets organization as a whole. They just have they have great players. They have an outstanding coach. Mike Malone, you can tell that guy loves his team, his, uh, his players. You can tell the players have utmost respect for him. I can't say the same thing about Doc Rivers. I can't, I've never seen really Doc Rivers interact with any of his players. Normally that was Tyron Lue who was interacting with the players. I just think there's a disconnect between Doc Rivers and a lot of his players where Mike Malone's in there. He'll fight for his players. And plus, they can probably understand him because his voice doesn't sound like it needs a whole bunch of Vaseline on it like Doc Rivers does. That's rough. That's <laughs> that's rough. It's a, it's a tough, tough listen, his voice. It's a tough listen. But I'm, I don't know, guys. I'm excited as a Lakers fan. I'm excited for this next round. Um, I don't even care if we don't win the title. I mean, I, I want us to win the title, obviously. I'm a huge Lakers fan. I just didn't want the Clippers to even have any type of shot. I didn't want them to have any chance at all because they don't deserve it. They're a joke of a franchise, and I want them to remain the biggest joke of the of the four main sports leagues in the United States. I want them to keep being that because they suck, and I hate them, and they think that they were going to be next, and they're not. So Patrick Beverly and his crack-ass-looking you know, motherfucker can just keep saying that they're next and they're going to beat the Lakers. You guys wouldn't have beat us anyways. You guys don't have heart like we do. You guys don't have heart like the Nuggets do. Nuggets whooped your ass. So, guys, please uh, DM me and my Instagram. Let's get some conversations going about this amazing topic. Uh, I'm pretty psyched. Obviously, as you can tell, energy's really high. Uh, Instagram is at camcast. It's K-A-M dot K-A-S-T. Please go ahead and share, like, and subscribe the podcast on any of the uh, listening platforms that there are. I know there's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think Amazon's going to be having podcasts pretty soon, so that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, in the DMs, let me know what 
uh, platform you're using to listen. I'm, I'm really curious as to what everyone's listening to because I just want to know where my target audience is or where, where the most of the people are listening to. Um, all right, guys. Uh, looking forward to the next round. Friday, Lakers Nuggets. Dylan, we're coming for you. <laughs> all right, guys. Peace and love.